Greetings and welcome to A Voice for the Voiceless, a podcast about endangered species. I am your host, Jenny Sisler, coming to you from beautiful downtown Sunderland, Massachusetts on October 11th, 2022, Tuesday night at 8.43 p.m. Uh, It's not my usual time for recording, nor is it my usual day. To be honest with you, there's really no excuse I didn't get it done yesterday because I had Columbus Day off. But I have to be honest with you, I got completely sidetracked by a couple of other projects. I wasn't even thinking about it being Monday until I woke up this morning and realized it was Tuesday and it was time to go to work. So my apologies for missing it yesterday, but I'm here now and tonight I wanted to introduce you to an insect that Americans will only ever be able to see if we go to the San Diego Zoo. And the insect in question is the Lord Howe's Island Stick Insect. Now, uh, these insects are part of what is called the Lazarus Taxon. Um, And that is a group of species that were at one time believed to be completely extinct in the wild, but they've been found again and are being protected now. Uh, The Lord Howe's Island Stick Insect is named after an island off the coast of Australia, uh, the only place in the world that it has been found. Um, And it was believed to be extinct for 80 years before its rediscovery in 2001 on a neighboring island five miles away that was called Ball's Pyramid. Now, um, they are nicknamed tree lobsters. That should give you an idea of their size. Uh, They have a very tough exoskeleton and their claws resemble that of a lobster's pincers. So you can imagine that these things are massive. Um, They have no wings. Uh, but they can run very fast to escape prey. Uh, The females lay eggs in sets of nine at a time, and they can lay up to 300 eggs during the course of their lifetime. But the interesting thing is, although they reproduce by laying eggs, if there are no males left, the females can reproduce by parthenogenesis. Now, parthenogenesis just means asexual reproduction when there's no males around. Um, And actually, one of the first articles, if not the first article I wrote for my blog when I started it last year, was about the California condor in captivity. And they could not figure out how how some of the female condors were using parthenogenesis to lay eggs because they had plenty of males around and plenty of opportunities in captivity to mate. So parthenogenesis is a biological function by which even if the, there was only one female stick insect left known in the world, they could, she could still reproduce and save the species. Uh, they are nocturnal. They eat maluka leaves, malaluka leaves. I never can say that. I've seen it in print before, but I never can say that. Malaluka leaves. Um, And they incubate, the eggs incubate for six and a half months underground after they're laid. And 
they hatch and they're in a nymph stage. Um, I do have a video that I will post on my blog of, I mean, it seems impossible. You just watch this thing keep coming and coming, coming out of the egg sac. It's really strange. Very, very strange to watch because it doesn't look like an insect that long can come out of that tiny little egg, but they do. Now you would think, okay, it hatches out of the egg. It's done with its growth cycle. Well, a stick insect will not become an adult, a mature adult until about seven months old. So what they have is they go through um, a process that's called an instar. And basically all an instar is, is a growth period between molting cycles. So they have five molting cycles in the seven months it takes for them to mature into adults. And I read that the way they molt, if they're in the wild, they attach themselves to the underside of a leaf. And if they're in captivity, they um, attach themselves to the top of the cage that they're in. Then they start really violently and rapidly expanding and contracting their bodies. And eventually, after a few minutes of doing that, their exoskeleton splits down the center and they crawl out of the exoskeleton and then they eat it because that way they can recycle the nutrients from their exoskeleton, take them back into their body, get the vitamins and nutrients out of it. And I know that sounds gruesome, but actually it's not all that uncommon for something like that to happen in the wild. A lot of um, mammals will, when they give birth, they'll eat the placenta um, for the same reason, you know, to replenish the nutrients and vitamins and minerals that they lose when they give birth. So the uh, stick insect will, the stick insect will uh, eat its exoskeleton. So after five instars of molting and growing, they're done and they can get to be up to five or six inches long, I believe. I'm missing part of my notes here, but I believe that's what I found was they can be up to five or six inches long. Um, and they're just, I don't know, I can't decide if they're creepy or cool. I wanna say I think they're creepy cool, but so, um, like I said, they were believed to be extinct. Now, how did an insect that's a throwback to millions of years ago, uh, how did, how did that uh, insect go extinct? Well, it all can be traced back to a shipwreck in the early 1920s that introduced an invasive species of black rat to the island. Well, black rats, they think a Lord Howe's Island stick insect is like a gourmet meal. So sadly, because they're wingless um, and they're, they were over, overrun with uh, black rats, the uh, stick insects didn't stand much of a chance. And it was believed for almost 80 years that they were completely extinct. Now, there was a dead one found on Ball's Pyramid in the 1960s. But at that point, they had written the stick insect off. 
Now, Ball's Pyramid is, as I mentioned, another island that is just about five miles east of Lord Howe's Island, and it's tiny. It's the remnants of a seven million year old volcano, and it is seven tenths of a mile long, one tenth of a mile wide, and only three tenths of a mile tall. So a lot of tourists go out there by boat and hike it and climb it just because it's something completely different and it's a very unique ecosystem. And uh, the big mystery with that is, well, how the heck did they get there? They don't have wings. They couldn't have flown. Um, probably not very likely that a bird would have carried one to Ball's Pyramid, although I suppose that could have happened, but that's not very likely. They think that the likeliest scenario is that maybe fishermen had some in their boat that they didn't know about and they ended up on the island from there. But scientists don't know how these hikers found this dead um, stick insect on the island in the 60s. But at that point, at that point, they just wrote them off. And the other problem that the stick insects that were rediscovered on Ball's Pyramid in 2001 face is that not only are there, were they nearly taken out on Lord Howe's Island by the rats, but on Ball's Pyramid, there is a very invasive species of morning glory that grows there. And it basically chokes out the Malaluca leaves that they eat, uh, the Malaluca plants. So the few stick insects that were found in the wild are up against it because of yet another invasive species. It's like these poor critters cannot get away from an invasive species no matter how hard they try. Uh, so what has been done and what is being done, of course, given the right conditions in captivity, these stick insects are quite prolific. Like I said, a female, you know, they have a lifespan of maybe three or four years. And in that three or four year time, a female can lay 300 eggs. So while they're being uh, bred in captive breeding programs, what uh, scientists are doing on Ball's Pyramid is they're trying to get rid of as much of the morning glory as they can and making sure that there are no black rats that somehow might have gotten from Lord Howe's Island to Ball's Pyramid. Um, and the only problem is they cannot remove all the morning glory. Uh, because morning glory is actually very beneficial to prevent coastal erosion. Uh, so they can't get rid of all of it. But when they rediscovered the Lord Howe's Island stick insects on Ball's Pyramid, they were in a very concentrated place. There was like one bush on the side of the, the rock face, and under that bush were 24 uh, stick insects. So what they're doing is they're removing the morning glory that's around that particular bush uh, so that the uh, stick insects that are there can, uh, you know, forage for the Malaluca leaves that they eat uh, without having to compete for food uh, and without having to lose their food source. And then they're also making sure that there aren't any black rats on the island. And the goal is to eventually re-release many dozens more into the ecosystem and 
I just, I'm fascinated by the idea of the Lazarus taxon because, you know, we think that once a species is declared extinct in the wild, that's it. You're never going to see it again. And of course, a lot of times we don't. And that is very tragic. But sometimes, I mean, it only takes one. Like in the case of the stick insect, if there were one female left out of the entire species, she could repopulate the species through parthenogenesis. And, you know, they're called the Lazarus taxon because, of course, in the Bible, Lazarus was raised from the dead. Um, and that is what has happened for these fascinating creatures. And, you know, here's hoping that in the future years to come, there will be hundreds and hundreds of stick insects on Bald Pyramid. Uh, so I'm going to leave it there for you tonight. I will post a link to the hatching video on my blog, iamavoice.blog, uh, so that you can see it. It's just the wildest looking thing. I watched it and this insect just kept coming and coming and coming and he was struggling and like pushing out of the egg. And I was just like, you know, kind of creepy in a very cool sort of way. So until next week, I'm going to sign off now.